I'd like to welcome all of you, as always, to our worship together this day. It is good to be with you across time and space and place. We begin our time in worship together in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart, We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, your loving kindness always goes before us and follows after us. Summon us into your light and direct our steps in the ways of goodness that comes through the cross of your Son. Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Our first reading today comes from Isaiah chapter 9. There will be no gloom for those who were in anguish. In the former time, the Lord brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the latter time, the Lord will make glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders and the rod of their oppressor you have broken as on the day of Midian. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And the Holy Gospel comes to us this day from Matthew, the fourth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Now when Jesus had heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the sea in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, and for those who sat in the region in shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to proclaim, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, were casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, 
Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Dear siblings, I will be the first to admit to you that this story is hard for me. For me, it is not a story of good news. Rather, it is a story that makes me wonder if I trust Jesus enough. These first disciples that Jesus calls, Simon Peter, Andrew, James, and John, all drop everything that they are doing to go and follow Jesus. They leave behind their jobs, their families, their security, their homes, and follow Jesus just because he said the words, follow me. And I do not instinctively have the ability to do what those disciples did. I like my home. I like the Midwest too much. I feel too many ties and obligations to my family. Quite frankly, it wasn't until late high school that I thought I would leave home for more than college. I thought maybe I would end up living in the next town or so over, but all of my plans were to get married and teach and have a family and some chickens and go to church. And I had no plans and no desire to leave my home or security or family. And even after recognizing the call to be a pastor and going through seminary, it's not like I ventured very far. One of the reasons that Wartburg was attractive to me was that it was close to home, and it was not Chicago, Illinois. And in fact, when it came time for Stephen and I to be placed, if we had gotten a phone call that said we were going to be going someplace other than Iowa, Wisconsin, southern Minnesota, or northern Illinois, my first reaction certainly would have been, oh, I think that all of you who make these decisions heard the call of the Spirit wrong. In this story from Matthew today, I have to confront my own shortcomings. The reality is that I would struggle a lot with being asked to drop everything and just to follow Jesus no matter where he went. I would struggle with leaving my family and home to just go where the Spirit sent me for more than a year. And I admit, must admit again that this isn't just about going someplace more substantial like being sent somewhere overseas. I mean, I would struggle with being asked to go to, like, Tennessee for a while. Because in my mind, that is just too far away. And I don't think that I'm alone in this. I actually think many of us would join me in these struggles. And now none of this is to say that Jesus doesn't care about families. Jesus calls us to all kinds of different roles, of different vocations. And that does include our families. And there is still the reality, as this story points out, that to follow Jesus demands our all. Part of what the confirmation students are doing this year is I am having them read one chapter of Matthew each week and send me about one to three questions about what they read, and then I answer all of them to the best of my ability. 
and they ask some really good and really insightful questions, and I love getting to do this with them. And when they read this chapter of Matthew, almost all of them asked me, why would the disciples drop everything and follow Jesus? And my answer back to them was something like, well, while I can't know exactly what was going on in the minds of those first four disciples in those moments, what this story tells us is that there's something so compelling about Jesus that people can't help but follow him. And this is true for Peter, Andrew, James, and John, and it is true for us. There is something compelling about this Jesus guy that all of us daily follow him. And some days we may follow willingly and joyfully and easily, and other days we may be following very scared while kicking and screaming the whole way. But yet we go because Jesus still calls. And that's the good news, folks. Jesus still calls. No matter how trusting or distrusting we are, no matter how willing or unwilling we are, no matter how brave or scared we are, Jesus still calls you by name and says, follow me. And the first place that Jesus always calls us to, the first place that Jesus calls us to each morning is to his cross. And in the cross, we are called to his love and grace. We are called When we are called to the cross of Christ, we find that all of our shortcomings, all of our self-doubts, all of our fears have died with Jesus in his death. And in their place, coming with the risen Christ, we find our identity as beloved of God in Christ through the Spirit. You are given again the gifts of faith and trust that, that you and all people belong to God and are called by name to be ever closer to the crucified and risen Jesus Christ. Amen. And we will sing together now our hymn, Will You Come and Follow Me? And as always, I invite you to sing along.
Living together in trust and hope, let us confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Gathered together into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. May Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless you now and forever. Amen. And we go in peace to share the good news. Thanks be to God.